Now, this hour of the Bill Meyer Show podcast is made possible by Clouser Drilling. Clouser Drilling is proud to sponsor the show. We appreciate them too. If you need to drill for water, be sure to call Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. ClouserDrilling.com. More with Bill Meyer. Happy New Year! At least the first live day of, uh, at least for the show, July. In July, right? January 2nd of uh, 2024. Welcome to the Bill Meyer Show on KMED and KCMD. 99.3 KCMD in Grants Pass in Josephine County. And, of course, uh, FM 106.3, 106.3 HD1, and 106.7 KMED in Jackson County. Streamed on KMED.com. Of course, you can ask Alexa to play KMED and get you on there. And, uh, yeah, there we go. Just uh, streamed on KMED.com. Oh, Facebook Live. We have that up here, too. For the first year of 2024, it's going to take me a while to really get used to saying 2024, even when I was typing my show notes this morning, and that's uh, the way it is. And uh, we we do have some open phones for the first uh, 20, 30 minutes or so. We're going to be talking about uh, some smearing of the Speaker of the House that I think is is unfair. I wanted to kind of uh, dig into that. Yeah, in in some respects, it's a brand new year, but same old problems, right? (laughs) We're still working that uh, for sure. And some things that, um, you know how I always say, look at what is going on and things that you hear about breaking during holiday weekends. And that's where you're going to really, really see some of the big news that, uh, that, that people are, I shouldn't say hoping will go away. The situation at Asante is very, very disturbing. And... I want to tell you a little bit about this, and this is about the nurse who is uh, accused and is supposedly fired nurse ended up uh, stealing fentanyl and other drugs from the Asante pool. I don't exactly know how they do that, but uh, then replaced the missing fentanyl or other opiates with tap water. And the story is now eight, nine, maybe up to ten people were killed. In the Asante Hospital, and I think most of this was uh, probably in the uh, the emergency department. You know, kind of in that uh, in that area, people who were on ventilators is what it's uh, it's being talked about. And uh, and I, I never realized this. I mean, I, I knew that tap water wasn't sterile, right? No, tap water wasn't sterile, and but I didn't realize that it could cause that much trouble if you ended up having non-sterile tap water directly injected into the body. I, I didn't know that. something I, uh, I knew about. But this is something which is really, really uh, disturbing. And the part, the part about this that concerns me is that, according to my sources, this was known about two, three months ago. And I'm just, and I can't, I can't talk about my, uh, my source. Source is a, uh, is a friend of mine, a, a person I know here in Southern Oregon, of relatively high status, you know, is a uh, is a business owner, but there are people uh, within the family working within the Asante situation, which of course could be everybody. I mean, Asante is huge in, in employer around here, but uh, according to this individual, and by the way, I first started hearing about this about a week before KOBI broke it, and uh, and I'll just kind of let you know what this person told me, Bill. Uh, I have it on good authority through uh, my. You know, the, the people that uh, this uh, individual knows, family members that work within Asante, that eight, nine, up to ten people have been uh, killed, were killed because of tap water being in the uh, drugs. And this was on uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve weekend. 
that I ended up finding that out. And so I I wrote to the city of Medford police uh, PIO, the public information officer, and asked for uh, for some uh, confirmation. Did not air, hear anything back from her. I also text messaged uh, Jackson County Sheriff Nate Sickler. I never heard back from him either. Well, it does appear that the sheriff's department had nothing to do with any investigation that was going on here. Uh, Medford police did confirm to KOBI on Friday, last Friday, going into New Year's Eve weekend, that um, that this was going on. So I had an idea that something was going, but I was on vacation. I had other things I had to do, and I just knew it had to be something that somebody else was having to do. I was off, and I just kind of wanted to uh, decompress. And finally, KOBI picked up on this, and they were able to uh, get some confirmation. But even then, we're not getting a lot of information. Only that the city of Medford Police is just doing an investigation. They are investigating a death at uh, Asante Rogue uh, Rogue Regional Medical Center. And uh, let me just uh, share what uh, Buffy Pollack was writing in from uh, Rogue Valley Times. And hospital officials have confirmed that police are investigating one death at Asante in Medford, although families of two alleged victims have confirmed the loss of loved ones in interviews with the RV Times. Lauren Van Sickle, Asante communications manager, said she was unable to comment on any reported deaths because police are investigating. The part that is a little disingenuous about that is that my sources within Asante are saying that this was known two to three months ago. That it was back in October or November that they that there was a realization that there was a problem, that there were some uh, mysterious deaths going on. And according to this individual, an outside investigator was brought in that uh, Asante had been trying to do an internal investigation on this and were not able to come to uh, any conclusion, but that uh, when an outside investigator was brought in, and by the way, I don't think that was Medford Police. I think that was, uh, I'm just presuming, uh, going on what the uh, my inside source was talking about, that um, another investigator outside the hospital was brought in and then uh, got to the bottom of it relatively quickly. But this idea that uh, that Asante can't say anything because the police are investigating it, well, if there's anyone who can say anything about it, uh, probably, uh, you know, uh, more authoritatively, it would be Asante. But you know darn well why Asante doesn't really want to talk about what happened here with the alleged theft of drugs and the firing of a nurse and... At least one person being investigated uh, dead, but my sources are saying nine up to maybe ten by the time this is all done. You know why they don't want to say anything about this? Because it's going to be huge lawsuits. And I'm sure that the uh, the attorneys for Alsanti are saying, shut up, lawyer up, and we don't want to uh, to say too much about this. Uh, the sources, uh, this is back to the RV Time story. Sources allege that a hospital nurse was removing fentanyl from IV bags and replacing it with tap water. Two families shared their story with the Times, which first learned of the investigation December 23rd. It's interesting. It's about the same time that I was hearing those rumors, uh, December 22nd, December 23rd in there. But I couldn't get any, any uh, confirmation. All right. Grants Pass resident Garrett Atwood received a December 18th phone call in which he learned that his brother's death more than a year before on November 11th of 2022 
was allegedly caused by a central line infection that resulted after a hospital nurse replaced fentanyl with non-sterile tap water, he said. Atwood's brother, 36-year-old combat veteran Sam Allison, entered the hospital October of 2022 for liver failure. Atwood said his brother's condition had stabilized and his prognosis was good. But shortly after leaving the ICU, he presented with an infection, was transferred to Oregon Health and Science University in Portland, and he died within days. And Atwood claimed that Asante officials informed family members that his brother's pain medication was tampered with. Atwood further claimed the hospital officials said the infection he developed was directly linked to the tap water that the nurse in question was replacing it with. And Atwood said hospitals uh, officials told him the employee was no longer working in the medical field as they were reported to both the medical board and the police. Now, the second story that they were talking about, Klamath Falls resident Diane Rogers said she was notified by Asante at that the July 26th death of her husband, 74-year-old Barry Sampson, had been caused by a bacterial infection after fentanyl was replaced with non-sterile tap water. Stampson, a retired transportation planner for Southern California Association of Governments, was being treated for a bed sore. His death certificate lists his cause of death as multiple organ failure and septic shock. And uh, the individual here, uh, Diane Rogers, says, I remember thinking, how does a bed sore go downhill so bad? And to do that in the ICU, it's like they were picking the ones who were the worst off or couldn't talk. And I thought that was very interesting. What, uh, what Rogers was saying, multiple sources telling the Times that water supplies in the intensive care unit and coronary care unit, which are an older part of the hospital, are unsafe for use on patients, even for face washing. The hospital made numerous public statements during 2023 pertaining to infections and water quality issues. Central line infections are reported to the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Service as part of the hospital inpatient quality reporting program. Infections also reported to the Oregon Health Authority. Asante Rogue Regional actually had low instances of central line infections between 2016 and 2021. And then, of course, there is the alleged nurse, I think, which has certainly boosted that statistic, as it were. So we're talking about something that was, I guess, known for quite some time, or maybe only now we're just hearing about some of the people being called and informed about this. But uh, this whole thing about water quality rumors, addressing water quality rumors, it wasn't water quality rumors that we were addressing. It's uh, really a lack of quality in the nurse. And it's not so much of a rumor, uh, according to this, over at Asante. Now, I have no doubt they're going to be you know, going through this. The person was fired. My question is, if this person was fired for allegedly replacing the fentanyl with water. Where's the police arrest? You know, this is not something where you're just making a mistake and, hey, I made an honest mistake and somebody died because I made a mistake. You had to know, as a medical professional, that if you're taking the fentanyl out of an IV and putting in uh, non-sterile tap water, there's a really good chance of sepsis or sepsis types infections, you know, blood infections uh, going on with people because this stuff would be going directly into your bloodstream. 
And that's my question. They're saying, hey, this person is no longer working with us. Okay, that's what we're hearing from Asante, this uh, nurse who allegedly stole the fentanyl out of the IV bags and killed at least one, maybe up to nine or ten people, depending on who you talk to. All right, no longer working there, may have been referred to the medical board. Why isn't this person in jail? That's what I want to know. What's the name of this person and why haven't they been arrested and or charged? That's the question that we should be asking uh, rather than, well, yeah, we're, well, now we know we have an investigation here. Hey, if there was enough to, uh, if, you, if you were stealing drugs, if there was enough on you that you were uh, supposedly stealing drugs, that you were bounced out of your employment in the medical world because of stealing drugs, to me, that's enough. But, um, I guess we'll just have to kind of follow the story and see where it uh, leads. But that's the part that I'm wondering if there was enough to actually bring it before the medical board and this person is bounced off. Well, they're no longer working for us. Okay, after killing one to ten people, don't you think there should be more of about why isn't this person in the Jackson County Jail locked up and charged with uh, with some form of manslaughter? Second degree murder, whatever the case might be. Uh, there, there had. It's just. It's more than negligence, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And maybe that will come. Maybe that will come. But this has been going on a while, and it is uh, surprising to me how quiet the system has kept it for quite some time. This is the Bill Myers Show, 25 after six. Other than that, Happy New Year. Unless, uh, unless your relative was in the ICU at one point, and uh, you had that particular nurse allegedly. We'll keep it at that. This is the Bill Meyer Show, KMED, KCMD. This holiday season, Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc. wants to extend a heartfelt thank you to all of their amazing customers. Your trust and support have made this year truly special. As everyone celebrates this joyous time, they want to wish you happy holidays and a happy new year filled with warmth, happiness, and prosperity. From the Westfall team to your home, thank you for choosing Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc. Visit them at StephenWestfallRoofingInc.com for all your roofing solutions. How can you avoid the stress and headaches of selling your home in today's market? Hey, it's Lars, and let me tell you, the only agent in Medford that can save you from all that stress is Jared Hokanson with Hokanson Realty. Don't let the negative media reports about interest rates stop you. Get the facts from a professional. Jared has years of experience and in-depth knowledge of the market right here in Medford. Jared has the right strategic options for you. And in this market, when he puts his marketing to work for you, that strategy helps attract the right kind of buyers at the right time who are willing to pay top dollar. Jared even guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or Jared buys the home instead. Real estate expert and Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran and I both recommend only Jared Hokanson in Medford and in Southern Oregon. Call Jared today at 541-772-SOLD or go online to 541-772-SOLD.com and tell Jared Lars sent you. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. 
don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Hi, I'm Jolene from Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. 627. I just had... Uh... A, uh, a, a person in the medical career or in the industry here in Southern Oregon called me and uh, said she couldn't go on the air right now, that she couldn't go on the air. And so I will uh, leave your name out of it, okay? But saying the big problem with this, with this, uh, this nurse who's accused of stealing fentanyl from an IV bag and then replacing the drugs in the bag with tap water, which of course would cause uh, sepsis when injected, is that the Oregon State Board of Nursing, I think it's how, uh, how they put it, Oregon State Board of Nursing is its own self-policing type of situation, and they police themselves, and that you would, the way it was, this individual referred it to me or uh, related it to me, and didn't want to go on the air saying that my voice would be recognized, so I can't, I, can't, I get that, I understand. Everyone has to, is watching out for their job right now. But uh, saying that the Oregon State Board of Nursing will just end up having these people who have been disciplined or the only time you'll find out about it is like in the back of the in the back of the uh, the magazine that they'll put out every now and then. This according to this individual. And uh, I appreciate the call. Uh, 770-563-3770-KMED. My question would still be, though, wouldn't the Oregon State Board of Nursing, if they see someone stealing drugs and then people have died from this, wouldn't they be reporting this to... Everybody's saying, oh, by the way, this person is out killing people. Whether it's, uh, yeah, you know, they, you have to know. Of course, I don't know. What would a nurse, a nurse knowing that non-sterile tap water would potentially kill the patients? I mean, it's one thing if you're stealing their drugs and you're replacing it with a, a sterile saline, which all it will end up doing is apparently making the drugs all that ineffective. You know, the people, and of course, that's bad, too. Having your uh, your fentanyl not being effective or being diluted, you know, whatever the case might be. But why have we not heard about an arrest at this point? Because it would seem to me there's certainly enough smoke there for a, you know, a true, you know, a, I think a grand jury would uh, bite down on this one hard. I don't know. I'm just telling you some of the questions I'm still, you know, coming in my mind. Uh, hi, KMD, KCMD. Good morning. Welcome. Who's this? Happy New Year, uh, Bill. This is um, this is your, uh, my Royal Highness uh, Linda Marie. Yeah. Now you're in our RMC right now, right? No, I am not. I am. I wanted to let everyone know I am safely home. Oh, good. I went home Wednesday morning, uh, last Wednesday morning, the twenty seventh, and I'm uh, uh, I'm resting and uh, and recovering, and uh, I will be uh, I'll be going um, going through cancer treatments. Um, good. Off campus in a you know in a, a building a, di- a separate building from um, it's an Asante building but it's separate from yeah that. so that so the people that had you uh, that were calling the last time I talked to you near the end of the year last year that that 
had the, you in the grave. You're going to be fighting this one is what you're doing, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, that's great. Glad to hear that. What do you think about this Asante story, though, given that you just came out of Asante? That's horrible. I'm, I'm, I'm horrified. Yeah. That, uh, you know, this, uh, this, this murderer is on the street. Yeah, that's the part that bothered me about it that didn't seem to get a lot of uh, play on it. It's like, you know, it's more than just stealing drugs here, right? It's more than just stealing yes. drugs. You know, stealing drugs, bad enough, okay? It's bad enough, but there was, you know... It's at, someone who knew that, yeah, it's someone who knew that's what happens to people. Yeah. When the fentanyl is replaced with tap water. Yeah, exactly. And I'll yes. tell you, this is, uh, I'm going to be really curious to see how far this ends up going, because uh, frankly, there should be someone in the Jackson County Jail right now over this kind of situation. And so, Your Highness, I'm glad you made it into the new year, 2024, and the best on your chemotherapy, okay? You be well. Thank you very much. All yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm resting now, and I'm on, my, I'm on my way to bingo this morning. Okay, well, go get, get, get some bingo, okay? Get some bingo time Thank in. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thanks, Linda Marie. 632 at KMED, KCMD. I'll grab another call here before I take off. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning. Hello? Good morning, Bill. Hey, yes. how you doing, Tom? Happy New Year. Likewise. You know, uh, the fentanyl crisis you're talking about, I'm kind of mystified. It, it, it pales in comparison to all the people that Asante killed and murdered with uh ventilators and remdesivir and so forth. Oh, I, you know, when you look at it with the grand scheme of things, you could say that about the entire U.S. medical system, really. You really can. Uh, there's a great interview by uh, uh, Steve Kirsch did with a nurse down in uh, Central California, and it's uh, highlighted on lewrockwell.com today. It's called The uh, Single Most Important Interview I've Ever Done. It was an interview with uh, uh, Gail McRae, a mm-hmm. nurse down and explaining the inner workings of what happened during the uh, uh, so-called COVID uh, pandemic. Okay, well, let me put it this way, then. Maybe we look at what has allegedly happened over at Asante that they're investigating right now, Tom. Uh, Maybe what it is is that these deaths were unauthorized deaths by stealing a fentanyl, well, uh, perhaps the uh, the COVID treatment deaths, well, those were were authorized by uh, federal government uh, authority and uh, policy. How about that? Yeah, and... And I like your suggestion about, yeah, there should be a grand jury investigation, but how about a grand jury investigation of how the pandemic was handled here in Coos County? Well, you do know that that's what happened. That's what uh, Dennis Linthicum, Dennis Linthicum's, uh, one of Dennis Linthicum's cases is about, along with uh, Senator uh, Senator, uh, Kim Thatcher. They have that grand jury uh, deal that they had filed, uh, I think it was last year, you know, about that. They, they've been actually going down that. In fact, uh, I'm going to talk with Dennis tomorrow. I don't know if that got dismissed or not. I'll have to get back to you on it. There have been so many things in the air. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'll find out. Okay? Yeah. Uh, the real question I have at this point is is how many people actually got killed by by doing a very un, unscientific, unmedical uh, protocol? I doubt we're ever going to really know that full number. Yeah, well, we should have some pretty good estimates, though, at a certain point. A lot more than we think. All right, appreciate the call, and thanks for the uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, kind of putting it all in perspective, okay? All right, let me go to uh, line two. KMED, KCMD, good morning. Hi, who's this? This is Minor Dave. Hey, Dave, welcome. Happy New Year. How you doing? Happy New Year. Uh, I just want to say a prayer. I wish to everybody 
a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. And all that I wanted for Christmas is peace on earth, goodwill to men and women. Amen. And then uh, I was going to say that I was home alone, and I had the best Christmas I've ever had because I got to remember when I got my first BB gun, when I got my first bicycle, when I got my uh, first twenty two rifle with my younger brother, mm -hmm. and it was wonderful remembering all that. Well, I'm glad that uh, that you were able to remember those uh, those events fondly. Miter Dave, Happy New Year to you also, all right? It's uh, 6.35 at KMED and KCMD. News sponsored by Caveman Heating and Air. It's the climate and we control it. Call Caveman Heating and Air at 541-476-0009 or cavemanheating.com. Good morning. I'm Molly Smith with your NBC5 morning news update. We're continuing to follow a police investigation into multiple patient deaths at Asante Rogue Regional Medical Center. Multiple Asante sources say as many as eight or nine Rogue Regional patients died. They say a nurse in the intensive care unit replaced fentanyl pain medication with tap water. Our sources tell us the tap water, which is not sterile, led to multiple infections of pseudomonas. This situation is referred to as drug diversion, and it isn't unique to the Rogue Valley. Just last year, nurses from Boston, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, and Montana either pled guilty or were sentenced for drug diversion while working at hospitals. According to various reports, fentanyl is one of the most commonly diverted drugs. At this time, no one has been charged with a crime in the Asante investigation, but police are still investigating. We reached out to the FBI and DEA for comment, but haven't heard back. And several groups in Ashland are teaming up with the city's Parks and Recreation Department to organize Christmas tree recycling this weekend. Scout Troops 112 and 8112, Cub Scout Pack 112, and the Ashland Lions Club are all participating. The tree pickup is on Saturday morning. There is no charge, but donations are, of course, welcome. The recycled trees will be turned into wood chips, which will then be used throughout city's parks. For additional information, head to troop112.com. And that's a look at your morning headlines. For NBC5 News, I'm Molly Smith. Johnson Builders is the leading authority of post and frame construction in Southern Oregon and Northern California for over 20 years. Save on shops, garages, barns, and covered riding arenas during their winter sale. For commercial, industrial, or residential, they have you covered with the lowest pricing of the year while the winter sale lasts. Visit www.johnson.builders or check them out on Instagram at Johnson Builders Corp for ideas on your project. Financing available. Johnson Builders, Building for your We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Start learning a new language today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. And this is The Bill Myers Show. Tim Graham joins me. He's the executive editor for Newsbusters at the Media Research Center. Uh, they... Read and watch all the craziness going on in the mostly left-wing media, so I guess we don't have to. Uh, Tim, it's great to have you back. Happy New Year. Good morning, sir. 
Yeah, Still see, writing 2023 down, though. Uh, okay, well, what was that now? I missed you. That I, I had the phone off there for a second. What, what, how did you open that up, Tim? I want to make sure I hear every morsel. Okay. Thanks. I just was joke. I was just joking about how long we'll still write 2023 down. Uh yeah. I I'll give it a week or two at least uh, for me. Yeah. Fortunately, I don't write many checks these days, so that's <laughs> the one thing which is uh, is really helpful. But uh, Tim, in charge of uh, Newsbusters, their executive editor and things, you've got uh, a never-ending supply of material and. The part that is so fascinating these days is that uh, if uh, you have children from the island of misfit uh, misfit humans, as I like to refer it, uh, the LGBTQIA++ agenda, I don't know how many letters are in this now, you have that, uh, the media will tend to paint this as this is just a wonderful thing, just absolutely wonderful thing. And uh, if you try to raise your children kind of just as, uh, you know, a normal kid, maybe nice Christian background and you know, keep them out of trouble. A very different media take is uh, done on this. And I guess this has to do with uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson and his wife. And I was wondering if you could catch us up with this from Newsbusters, please. Well, a little while ago, abcnews.com had an article. They didn't put it on television, maybe because they knew it was nasty. It was a personal attack. abcnews.com said, well, we have this German television footage from 2015 of Mike Johnson going to a purity ball with his daughter Hannah when she was 13 years old. Um, And they suggested it was very strange that they had these purity balls where the daughters say, or in in some cases sons, say they're not going to engage in sexual activity as teenagers. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, this is very weird. And they went and found some expert who escaped the purity prison, uh, you know, and, and they made it sound extremely creepy. Um, and, you know, quoting from this German television, and of course, yes, the Germans, how how uh, progressive are they? Yeah. Um, you know, and you just you just know, I went and, and found within, you know, two Googles, uh, here's ABCnews.com saying, oh, here's the Democrats who have non-binary or trans children. Aren't they wonderful people? So they're not creepy. They're mm-hmm. not abnormal. But the Christians and their and their purity or their abstinence. What a bunch of freaks. Well, th- this has been a continuing war on uh, on essentially the trad American, the trad American, you know, Christian American, someone that actually has a, a moral compass or so. What do you think it is about moral compasses, uh, moral compass people that uh, so scares the people at ABC News? What do you think about that? I think that they want to say we are in a new era now. You know, they started in the 60s with the sexual revolution, and then in the in the Obama administration, we had sort of the homosexual revolution, mm-hmm. where they got gay marriage. And and what, you know, people would have said in 2015, oh, well, now that you've give, put imposed gay marriage on 50 states, what's next? And this is what's next. Oh, now we're going to say five-year-old kids can decide which gender they are and operate on them when you, you know, when you feel like it'll save their lives. And by the way, if you don't operate on them, then you should lose your children. That's the way some states are, are looking at this, you know, that seriously at it. Yeah, basically that if you don't affirm their their idea of what their gender is, you're an unfit parent and you should be, your custody should be removed. That's that is where the blue states are headed. But the, net, the networks and even the so-called independent fact-checkers use these phrases like gender-affirming care. There is no more of a denial of facts than to say a human being with a penis is a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, I mean, this is, 
we always laugh. These are the people that say you Republicans don't believe in science, and it's like, well, one, you 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 can't figure out which gender people are, and you 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 know a a fetus that's eight months along is not a human. Who's who's got problems with science, pal? Well, the difference between a baby and a fetus is whether you want it or not. I think is uh, is usually Correct. the way it is uh, defined uh, from the left here. I'm speaking with uh, with once again. Uh, Tim Graham, executive director for Newsbusters at the Media Research Center. This thing, though, this attack of all the things, you know, if you want to disagree with Speaker Johnson politically, okay, I get that. All right, you're going to see see more of those political attacks from ABC. But, you know, going after the situation with the fact that he actually tries to raise a decent kid and tries, and tries to keep the child out of danger, that is traditionally what parents used to do. All right? And right. It, it is something which is to be, uh, it's just to be praised. And I'm thinking, honestly, the resolution for 2024, Tim, has to be that you will not even engage in the in the lie, in the lie that, uh, you know, the way the story is being presented, you know, right now in mainstream media about so many things, including gender identity. And I think the only reason they're able to get away with it is that the trial lawyers haven't started suing enough people yet for uh, the uh, the gender affirming care. That's going to be my prediction in the next uh, year or two. You're going to start seeing more of that. Well, and, you know, 60 Minutes did a, a brave story, surprising story about people who detransition. This is the sort of concept that the liberal media really doesn't want to get involved with. I just come away from this, and, you, you know, I'm looking ahead to 2024, and it's like the funniest thing about this is ABCnews.com is suggesting that Mike Johnson was some sort of creepy parent mm-hmm. with his kids. And Joe Biden's apparently father of the year. Yeah, father of the year showering with a young girl, right? That's the story. <laughs> Hunter Biden's turned out so well. All right. I know. And, hey, you know, I'm really proud of my cokehead son, you know, that kind of thing. Now, you get it. You, know. you, you, you don't like going after people's kids like that. But uh, but we understand the, the intention here, you know, to hold it up and, and to not you're not supposed to uh, recognize the naked emperor, as the case might be here, Tim. Yeah, well. This is they'd say whatever the Democrats want them to say. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And they, they certainly treated Ivanka or Donald Trump Jr. as much more scandalous figures than Hunter Biden's ever been. And the first level of defense for them is always to suggest, well, you're attacking Biden's family. You know, and it's not just Hunter. It's his brother, Jim. Uh, that's taken a bunch of this money from the Chinese. They, and they, you know, here they were so concerned for years about Russian collusion, Chinese collusion with the Bidens. We don't care. Yeah, that they're not somehow the Chinese are not our enemies. Uh, the Chinese are not a dictatorship like Putin. You know, it's it, once again they're just a big pile of Democrats, and they act like Democrats. They don't act like journalists. They act like Democrat, you know, publicists. Is it just being Democrat, though? I'm really wondering about that, Tim. Uh, I've been reading more and more sources that uh, start to believe that the what we consider the mainstream media in the United States of America is really little more than uh, essentially progressive intelligence agency dupes, you know, for the most part, uh, dutifully. But of course, you know how uh, Washington Post has been referred to as the CIA's newspaper forever. Forever and a day, really. It comes right down to it. Uh, would you see any evidence of that? Well, I think that people, you know, when they throw around the term deep state, the Washington Post people of the world will say, here comes the misinformation. And mm-hmm. to me, the concept of a deep state begins with anonymous 
sources who get to dominate the way that the, the, the government is covered without ever having to show their face or their name. And that is a deep state. It is hidden from people, and it's hidden from people at the, the so-called mainstream media. And yes, obviously, this whole collusion narrative was driven by anonymous sources, anonymous sources inside Mueller's mm-hmm. investigation and, you know, anonymous Adam Schiff, uh, you know, and all of this. Well, they make them anonymous so that if you because if you knew who it was, you'd know what their objective was. You'd know they're a bunch of partisans trying to sink Trump instead of just, you know, anonymous government officials, intelligence agencies are concerned about Russian involvement and blah, blah, blah. Um, you'd see what a Democrat exercise it was. And they, so they try to disguise it. Uh, and, and it's not that there's necessarily a problem with an anonymous source uh, per se. There are times, well, I even know right now we have a a big local story about a nurse, a nurse having uh, stolen fentanyl out of, uh, out of local drug supplies in the hospital and having replaced it with tap water. And then people died, you know, because of the uh, infections, you know, that came from this. Sure. And, and people are reporting anonymously here. I mean, I'll know who they are, but they, they really ask for it. That's different because those little people truly would just be fired out of existence, you know, if they were known that they were talking about what was going on inside the hospitals, right? But it's sure. di- well, it's different it, in the government thing. Is that kind of how you see it then? Yeah. I think it used to be 10 or 15 years ago that the rule was anonymous sourcing is something we rarely use. Mm-hmm. In a story where of great importance, where we can't get it anywhere else, um, that it's an investigative story like that, where maybe lives are on the line, that is not what's done now. You know, in the in the Trump years, it was all like an anonymous source says Trump threw a hamburger at the wall, and you know, and then or, it, and then it dominates the news cycle for the next forty eight yeah. hours, right? You know, well, about remember that. <laughs> And it, remember this one, an anonymous source said Trump said, I don't want to go to the war cemetery in France because dead soldiers are losers. And it's like nobody in Trump's circle heard that, but somehow an anonymous source did. And that was that. Well, how do they use anonymous sources now inside the Biden White House? It's used exactly the opposite. It's like anonymous officials inside the White House said, you know, Biden is cried over the children you know what i mean it's, uh, it, it's they, done to push an agenda and a narrative rather than truly get to the truth of a matter then okay yeah that's the difference all right uh since uh, there's going to be no uh, no shortage of material for you over at newsbusters.org all right uh anything uh, that is uh, particularly hot even on top of this i know that you're that uh that brent bozell is asking abc news to apologize to the speaker of the house on you know what we were talking about earlier with this uh, smearing of the uh, purity ball uh, story. But what else are you working on in 2024 right now that we should be paying attention to? Well, a lot of what we have to do, sometimes the toughest stuff is what we call bias by omission. And you say, here's the stories they're not telling you. So one of them today is, you know, the way that these, what they call them pro-Palestinian protesters, you know, and they've been shutting down airports or, you know, trying to shut down airports or people are trying to come home from New Year's, uh, John F. Kennedy Airport in New York City, and the networks don't want to cover it. And it's like, that's literally in your backyard in New York City. And somehow they don't want to cover it. Why? Because it makes people think, well, all those people that are pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel, what a bunch of jerks. Couldn't they protest without shutting down an airport for people? Mm-hmm. 
And so, once again, the lie of omission. It's what doesn't get reported, not necessarily always what's said about what's being reported. That's the challenge yeah. we face. Okay. Yeah, it, it's easy to do the ones where uh, uh, some anchor man comes on and says, Joe Scarborough comes on and say Trump's going to execute people. That's the easy stuff. The hard stuff is, well, what did they not do? Mm -hmm. uh, there's something else which I also think is uh, worth watching because I never watch the uh, the View ever. All right, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> but uh, you have an article up there on malicious misinformation. The View's top ten worst lies of 2023. I think you probably extended that to 20 or 30, top 20 or 30. But I guess you just have to make it a top ten, right? <laughs> That's all people have a time to pay attention to. Yeah, we have a word limit. You know what I mean? You, you you can't go on forever. Well, Nick Fondacaro here watches The View for us, and each day there's a new episode. And, yes, people always say, you don't pay him enough. I don't know what it is, but you don't pay him enough. And, but, you know, we're all twisted in this way that we're looking for the crazy. Uh -huh. uh, and if The View is boring, Nick is kind of sad. So, you know, this this kind of craziness where they uh, – we started this list with them basically saying Republicans love mass shootings. Oh. Uh, you know, they love guns so much, you know, they don't care if kids die, this kind of line. And, and again, no fear of fact-checkers coming and saying, uh, we found no evidence of Republicans saying, I love mass shootings. Yeah, I love the smell of mass shootings in the morning or something like that. You're kind of <laughs> taking that old uh, well, movie I mean, quote. Twisting it around. They get up, They get very upset if you say Joe Biden's a, you know, not a centrist, and that that's somehow a horrid lie, and they have to call it uh. false. But, you know, you can say all kinds of crazy things. The Republicans are Jim Crow 2.0. I think what's uh, really concerning Fair to comment. me— Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, okay, what bothers me most about The View is not that The View exists, but that— it is so highly influential for a portion of the electorate. And I think it does move the needle in some cases. And, you know, the lie can be implanted into the American DNA, I think, before uh, any kind of uh, attempt at truth is able to get its pants well, on, I, so to speak. Uh, I would have to tell you what upsets me the most about that show is the idea that these women are experts, you know? It, is they're basically making fun of lawmakers who have law degrees from Harvard or whatever, who on earth said Whoopi Goldberg knows more than a, you know, than a Harvard law graduate? You know, who said Joy Behar's on there to be a comedian and she's not the slightest bit funny? And the show is just so tilted that you have, like, uh, these hopeless so-called Republican women who, who agree with Whoopi and Joy on just about everything. And, and, you know, we had that surprising period where Meghan McCain was actually fighting with these women and making life uncomfortable for liberal guests who came on the show, asking a hardball question here and again. Uh, and they can't tolerate it. The liberals can't tolerate an actual opposing point of view. That's what this show underlines. Now, I appreciate what you're doing over at mrcnewsbusters.org, newsbusters.org, the website, and uh, keeping us up on these uh, kind of stories that uh, the uh, the lie of omission gets covered a lot right now in what you do there, and we appreciate your work there. Tim Graham, we appreciate you coming on from uh, newsbusters.org. Thanks so much. Happy New Year, and uh, I have a feeling that you're not going to be out of business anytime soon. <laughs> You've got so much no, to cover there. No, it's going to be crazy all right in between and the crazy <laughs> is very popular thanks tim good talk all right appreciate yep. that it is 654 at kmed kcmd you're waking up with the bill meyer show short and chilly days are a perfect time to work on the interior of your home 
Drake's Paint and Supply, your locally owned Benjamin Moore dealer, reminds you it's a great time to do some interior painting and transform those rooms that need new paint. Right now, Drake's is offering free Benjamin Moore paint samples that are in stock and pre-mixed. So come in and choose from hundreds of paint colors and try out a few on your wall. Limitations apply. Drake's Paint and Supply on North Pacific Highway in Medford and the Parkway Village in Grants Pass. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is your one-stop accessory and protection shop, offering quality products like Linex spray-on bed liners, undercoating, and truck, Jeep, and SUV accessories. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is now your premier source for overlanding, off-road, and outdoor lifestyle products. So what are you waiting for? Stop on by and get prepared for your next adventure. They're located at 4840 Airway Drive, just off Vilas Road in Central Point. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority. Your Department of Adventure. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Winter in Oregon. It means rain. Waterlogged soil expands as it saturates, and that pressure can impact your home's foundation, sometimes even allowing the rain to get into your home. Terra Firma Foundation Systems can help. We've got your back. Terra Firma is the Northwest solution for safer foundations and dry basements and crawl spaces. One easy call can protect your home this winter. Click GoTerraFirma.com. Schedule a free evaluation. CCB 173547. That's GoTerraFirma.com. The Bill Myers Show on 106.3 KMET and 99.3 KCMD. 657 and change. Join the conversation at 770-5633. We have more open phone time between now and when uh, Josephine County Commissioner Herman Berchiger will join the show. And by the way, we're going to have Dr. Powers. Uh, Normally we would only have him on Mondays, but since Mondays was New Year, was New Year Day, uh, we're going to have him on today. Talking about resolutions, and we'll break down uh, more of the news and, uh, you know, which uh, which ballots that President Trump has been removed of or moved from, rather, uh, lately. Uh, just astounding that the Secretary of State in in, uh, in Maine ended up uh, doing this a while back. And um, I ended up uh, posting a picture of her on the Facebook page the other day in which she's uh, in some kind of a race. And it's, uh, you know, Democracy Defenders was the uh, the title on her T-shirt, and I'm thinking honestly that she should be turning that back in. This is how that uh, the the communist Democrats, I think, are wanting to fix democracy. We're going to defend democracy by choosing who is allowed to be on the ballot. Uh, you know, if we don't happen to like them for whatever reason, especially uh, you know this whole thing about the insurrection, it's just it's just nauseating, isn't it? Just absolutely nauseating because President Trump is never charged with and never convicted of insurrection sedition and none of that sort of thing although there were some questions raised about that in the impeachment i forget if it was the first impeachment or the second impeachment but one of the ridiculous impeachments uh, you know that was brought up but he was acquitted on that too but we have secretary of states later deciding ah we know better we know better uh, what the 14th amendment means and they're trying to do that in oregon too by the way you know what happened in maine so just uh, keep your eyes peeled on that uh, on that situation It's almost like they want to poke people into a real insurrection. At least it seems that way to me. All right. 
Join the conversation here, 770-563-3770-KMED. Other than the news and things like that, I uh, was uh, pretty good at decompressing. I wasn't paying as, ten- as much attention to the news uh, during the week I was off. It was uh, really nice. And uh, I had some people over on Saturday, and that was kind of fun and enjoyed that. Didn't I just had one swig of wine on uh, New Year's Eve. That's all I could do. Just just didn't feel like doing a a, a big drink fest, <laughs> whatever the case might be. And uh, we put away all of the uh, the Christmas decorations and things. It's, it's kind of uh, poignant to me. We take our electric Santa and we put it back in the box, and the electric Santa lives up in the uh, in the coat closet in the front of our house all year in a box. And the electric Santa is one of these things they got probably twenty five thirty years ago. You know, Santa, you know, fat Santa on the uh, is sitting on a display and he's moving and he's taking the pipe up to his uh, mouth. And I'm sure that that electric Santa that we bought 25, 30 years ago, you couldn't buy that now because uh, you can't have the fat man uh, smoking a pipe. He's promoting uh, tobacco use and he's fat. He's, you know, he's promoting obesity. And uh, and plus a fat Santa is is white. So that that probably would not be allowed. I guess could be. (laughs) <laughs> oh, there is something though. I, I think you. I don't know. Um, this is okay. I don't know. If, I'm going to tell the story anyway. One of the gifts, in fact, the main gift that Linda got me, and it was a wonderful gift. I love it. Is she got me a Carhartt hoodie, and it was a pretty expensive gift. You know, they're not cheap. You know, Carhartt's not cheap. But uh, I like to work out in the garage a lot, and. Uh, and it's where I don't want a full-fledged jacket, but I need a little more in the wintertime especially. So gets me this nice navy blue Carhartt hoodie, and it's got the, the label on it and everything else, and it fits like a glove, this and that, fine. And so that's great. I'm thrilled. I'm wearing it every day as I'm going about uh, doing things around the house on vacation. And then... I ended up going to Costco one day because we were going to have this little get-together with some friends. And so I'm going to go to Costco. Uh, I, I take my my hoodie. I'm wearing my hoodie. And I'm going into Costco. And if I'm in Costco, all right, I'm going to get that buck and a half hot dog. Buck and a half hot dog, no problem. I'm going to do this. This makes sense, right? This is what you do. You go to Costco, you get the buck and a half, co- you know, the loss leader every time. So I get the, now I realize I've got my car hard on and I've got this hot dog. And I put a thin layer of yellow mustard on the hot dog, on the Costco hot dog. Very thin layer. Because I know right, what goes on with stains, all that sort of thing. It's a brand new, brand new Carhartt, right? <laughs> and so I get that, and I'm kind of standing there, and I'm in it, and, I'm, and I kind of got distracted for a moment, and I must have squeezed the hot dog wrong. And in spite of my best efforts, thin layer of mustard and everything else, it just went <laughs> boom. Big yellow mustard plops onto my new uh, Carhartt hoodie, my brand new Christmas present, right? So I'm going, oh, man. And so I try to wipe it off. That makes it worse. And then I go home. I go home right away after I get that. I, I just, you know, and I'm, I'm just irritated by this. And so I spent two days working on that mustard stain. Because it's the turmeric. I guess it's the turmeric. It's so staining. I would rub and scrub, but I used the vinegar, and I used the big, and I used the zoust and the oust and the everything else. And I'm scrubbing it, soaking it, rinsing, soaking it, rinsing it, and and finally I got the stain out. 
I got, I got the stain out, and Linda was so proud of me. that hey, I don't have to get you another one. Great. So I have my, my, my Carhartt, and I'm letting the Carhartt hoodie dry on a chair by the fireplace. It's just, it's just air drying. I wanted to see if the, if the stain was gone. And it was, right? So it was drying out there. So yesterday, though, I'm off doing some other things, and the hoodie's drying. And then Linda feeds Chester, our cat, one of our cats, this treat, this cat treat. We're trying to get some weight back on him. And so Chester takes it down. Then he starts like a coughing fit. I don't know what it was, some kind of a coughing fit. And so Chester had to throw up. Cats throw up. If you have cats, you know that you throw up. And so Chester's running around looking for a place to cough and throw up, right? And Linda said, you're not going to believe where he went, Bill. He ran up onto the chair and threw up on the Carhartt that I had just gotten. <laughs> that I had just gotten clean and finally stained free. So that's how our uh, Christmas New Year's went with the Carhartt. It's like the Carhartt is the stain magnet. And so Linda went to work on it. And for half the day, she scrubbed with this thing, trying to get the uh, cat puke out of it. And keeping, make sure and keeping the uh, staining down. So there we go. Uh, the... The Easy Care Carhartt hoodie. No, it's not. <laughs> so anyway, that's how my uh, Christmas week and the New Year went, too. It's uh, four after seven. I have no ideas on the phone. I'm live without a net, so it could be a crazy person. Maybe not. <laughs> Who's this? Bingo. <laughs> Is this Cherry? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to say that Chester ate a hot dog with a monster. No, he didn't. He didn't. He just threw. He just threw up on the. Uh, you know, it, like I said, two days it took for me to get the stains out of the Carhartt hoodie, and then of all the places in the entire house that he goes to throw up when he has to do a puke fest, he goes to the Carhartt hoodie that I just got the stains out from the from oh Costco. You know. Oh, that is just. That's you've got to be just a comedian at this point. Oh no, no, the cat's the comedian though. Linda was the comedian. She's she said, Bill, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, what? Okay, what could go wrong? I said, I can I can really take a lot of uh, a weirdness. But anyway, how are you doing this new year, huh? Oh, I am so good. I just have to apologize on the air to my queen, my bingo queen, Linda Marie. Yeah. She is such a trooper. I help with bingo. I don't play. I just help. It's everything I can do just to... Keep afloat, all of those bingoists. They're incredible, and I love them. They're at the senior center in Medford. I love it. It's it's very it's it's odd how everybody gets along, and they're like a family, and it's just it's just a great place. Um, but I didn't call about that. I called about a movie. Oh, okay, I watched a free dish movie. Once a month, we get a free movie, and it's just fantastic. So I saw Come to Me with Peter Dinklage and Marissa Tomei. What did you think? And it, I, I, and Anne Hathaway, I really loved it. It was a great comedy romance, but it had a twist. It was a little serious in some places. It was very, um, it was funny it was quirky it was very um entertaining it was it didn't drag and peter dinklage as you know is a dwarf 
and he was on Game of Thrones, which, oh my God, I just love that. But uh, he was, he is such a fine actor. He's mm. not a clown. He won't bow down to those sorts of parts. But you, but you really enjoy that. What's the name of the movie again? One more time. Come to, she came to me. She came to me. All right. The one movie that we tried watching over holiday and, um, and we like Matt Damon. Yeah, we know he's as liberal as the day is long, right? We get that. But I like him as an actor. I think he's a, a very good actor. And so we saw this movie that came up on the screen there, Downsizing. And it, was, it came out, what, uh, seven years ago. And they call it a science fiction comedy drama film. And it has to do with the way they take care. And I knew that I was going to be I was going to be laughing at a lot of this. The concept is that we're going to save the planet because they find out a way to shrink people. And then people go and live in their super small cities. And because of this, they use very, very little resource, as the case would be. You know, an entire city had maybe just one garbage bag a year. And this is how we're going to save the planet. And, and I have to tell you, we got about halfway through it, and we were still trying to find out where the funny part was, because they they sold it as a science fiction comedy drama, and I, we got halfway through it, and then we, we bombed out of it, because it said, this is not funny at all, in, in some respects. And Honey, I shrunk the planet. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the way they're looking at it. All we have to do is shrink all of humanity, and then we're going to use just a tiny percentage of the Earth, the rest of the Earth... Will will continue to live as long as there are a few big humans left to service the small humans. I think is is kind of how this is working out. So, and uh, now you could look for world uh, for uh, Klaus Schwab to probably make this part of the World Economic Forum this year. Okay, we'll see. He was King Kong. Yeah, and we will sh- we will shrink the people, and everybody will be affi- assigned their own mealworm, their own mealworm. You don't need mealworms. Not plural. You only need one meal verm uh, for each little person. So that's uh, that's how it's going to work. All right. Cherry, got to go, but uh, we'll talk more. All right. Thank you, my friend.